Hello, everyone. Welcome again to another super exciting episode of Between the I'm your host, Ibukun. Make sure to check us out on all social media um, social media platforms and everywhere podcasts are, are being um, up, um, recorded and upheld. My name is Ibukun. I'm with Olashegun and a host of us tonight. We're going to be talking about a couple of things, midweek results, shock results. Serie A seems to have the, have the best uh, weekend scorelines. We're going to be talking about the Afcon Cup updates, transfer news, Coutinho taking a pay cut to come down to Barcelona. We're going to be talking about the, so many cases of COVID going on in the NBA. We're also going to be talking about last night what LeBron did. He's 37. He has over 30,000 points, half 73%. You know, we, we have a lot of things to talk about with LeBron. Talking about Dak Prescott's breaking an all-time franchise record of passing touchdowns. And we're talking about what's going on with the snapple with uh, Djokovic as Aussie open. So we have a bevy of topics to talk about. So stay tuned, relax, enjoy yourself. Join us as we talk about it. Ulashagun, what's up? Yeah, good morning. Oh, all right, good morning. Good afternoon. Yeah, yeah, happy to be here. Uh, yeah, let's, let's get into it. A lot of stuff have been happening. Uh, yeah, there's Afcon as well. Um, yeah, so yeah, let's just let's, let's, let's go in, let's touch on it. Still there? Still there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It broke up a little bit. Yes, just run through the midweek and the weekend results in Europe. Okay, for sure, for sure. Um, so. Yeah, um, on Wednesday, I mean, like this Wednesday during the week, uh, there was some, there was an EFL Cup game, Chelsea beat Spurs 2-0. Uh, Thursday in the Serie A, it's Milan beat Roma 3-1, Juventus drew with Napoli 1-1. Over the weekend, uh, that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, in the FA Cup, Man City beat Swindon Town 4-1. Ch- Chelsea beat Chesterfield 5-1, Liverpool beat Shrewsbury Town 4-1. Uh, West Ham beat Leeds 2-0 and then the shock results of, of the weekend was uh yeah, Nottingham Forest beating um Arsenal 1-0. And over the weekend in La Liga as well, um Real Madrid uh beats Valencia 4-1, Granada beats Barca. Uh no, they didn't beat Barca, they drew with Barca, I beg your pardon. Uh 1-1. So that's another draw for it's another draw for Barca. And yeah, Granada played against um oh sorry, Billy Real played against uh, Atletico um one one. Yeah, and in Syria, uh, it's Milan beat Benitia 3 0. Uh, Sassuolo 5 1 against Empoli, Scamaca Bryce. Uh, yeah, you touched on it's like the Syria games were very interesting this weekend. Empoli 1 0 against Sampdoria, Atalanta 6 2 against Udinese. Uh, another interesting game, Roma uh, against Juventus. Uh, Roma lost 3 4 to Juventus. And um, Inter a bit Lazio 2 1. And then, yeah, over in Germany, Gladbach uh, beats Bayern 2 1. Uh, Dortmund beats Frankfurt uh, 3 2. And in the African Cup of Nations yesterday, and today included, yesterday was the um, yeah, the, the kickoff game. Between, yeah, the opening ceremony and, and the first game between the host nation, Cameroon, and, and Burkina Faso. And, and Cameroon managed to win 2 1. Um, and then today there was the there was you know another big game with Ghana playing against Morocco and yeah Morocco won that game one zero uh, with a uh, profile goal in the eighty second or so minutes um, yeah so yeah 
Ghana's gotten off to uh, to a losing start, and I guess for Morocco they have gotten off to their winning start. So yeah, and right now the between uh, there's a there's an African game between uh, United and and Aston Villa, and currently uh, uh, United is winning. So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the roundup of the week. Okay, so so let's let's touch on with um, um, let's start with Spain. Let's talk about what happened with Real Madrid. Vinicius after they lost over um, last week, you know, to get up, get up a one nil. They won the last couple of games, won against uh, I can't pronounce their names in Copa del Rey, and then four one last um, last night or two nights ago. You know, it was an amazing performance both by both by Vinicius and uh, Benzema and Asensio. Hazard and everybody seems not to be able to get into this team. Like like we were saying on social media and all those things, they are going to ride that Cruz, Modric and uh, Asimiro trio till, till they can't ride it no more. It was an um, you know, exciting game and everything. We were impressed by the tactical discipline. But one thing that stood out for me for that game is that um, Vinicius' decision making again coming to the fore all through. We've always known he's a very skillful player, but he, he has added end products. And right now, according to CIES, he's the most valuable player in the world. In the world, that is absolutely stunning. Olaszewski, your take on that? I mean, yeah, we we have talked on we talked on Vinicius a couple couple episodes ago, about five episodes ago, and yeah, I mean, he's just he's just having an amazing season. I mean, uh, like his shot making has gotten so much better. He was always a talented player, and like you know, we just just seeing him come to the fore now uh, of of his talents, pretty much. I mean, I, I think what had said it's like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, some time ago about how it's funny how um you know his his more or less eclipsed, uh, you know, Rashford and, and the people in his age bracket. I, I, I guess except for Mbappe but, and Haaland, of course, but, you know, he's right up there with them. And, yeah, it's just good to see uh, how he's grown as a player and, uh, yeah, what he's doing with Madrid. Anyway, for Vinicius, if you want to put the top five players in the world right now, under 23, where would you rank Vinicius? Uh, under 23, I'd say uh, Mbappe won, right? Okay. Uh, okay. To be um, Alan. Okay. Um, three, let me see. Um, this young player is really doing well right now. Um, I think Vinicius will be three, you know. I mean, I mean, who else comes to mind, really? Uh, okay, yeah, Pedri. Oh, I think yeah. I'll take Pedri oh, about it. Uh, I has been doing this for two seasons. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll say Vinicius is number five. I'll say also Bellingham. Uh, Bellingham Vinicius is the of Bellingham, definitely. Uh, I'll, I'll say Vinicius is joint fifth with, with Foden. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Olisa, what yeah. your thoughts on this? Top five players right now. So I didn't hear Oh, under twenty-three. Yes. Um, I agree for the most part. I just, uh, I just thought. Did anyone mention Foden? Yes, yes I, I did. did. Number five. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
then I agree, I agree for the most part. I think no one else, no one else in that back in that back um I can think of except maybe not a form, but I guess like the body of work he's put together, Sancho, I guess, would be in that range, but it's not gone well the past like past six. Is, San- is Sancho better than Saka? <laughs> I'm, asking a, I'm asking a serious question. <laughs> this is well, this is no, definitely this is this guy is exactly. I know who I'm taking. <laughs> All right. I know you have to do that. Okay, um, so let's let's look at um what happened with. Um, let's shift to Italy. Of all the results, Ay, which one stunned you the most? Definitely Roma. Roma's three four loss to Juventus was actually um, not not that not that the loss not 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 that the loss was surprising. I mean, if it was a one nil loss or perhaps last minute Juventus win, maybe maybe it wouldn't have been such a shock, but. You know, for a Mario team to lead 3-1 and then lose 4-3, miss the penalty, which is come back. And then, penalty, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> it's a, okay. because of the Mario factor. Yeah. Hello, Ashley. Yeah. Surprise, which one was the best result, surprise, best results of the weekend, surprising result of the weekend in Syria? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I can't can't be can't look further than the Roma Juventus game. Uh, yeah, that was uh, and it was it was some late goals as well, you know. So, um, yeah, and, and you know, VR uh, decisions with the uh, Sevski goal. So yeah, it was a. Uh, I mean, I'll say it was Roma Juventus was the most interesting, I guess. Atalanta six two against Udinese. That's more goals, of course, but I mean, it's not as high profile as the Roma uh, Juventus. So, yeah. Um, um, let, um, let me throw this curveball to you, uh, Olista. Yeah, Atlanta players they look like a great unit when they all play together, but once yeah. they go out of that team, they don't look as great. Another critical example that's happened over the last couple of seasons is Alejandro um, Gomez, Papo mm-hmm. Gomez, as rightfully called. He just looks like another guy in Sevilla. Yes, in Atlanta, it looked, man, wow, world-class and all those things, borderline world-class. Why is their system so hard to replicate in other teams? Why do Atlanta players struggle outside of that system? I think this is something I noticed even with players before they joined Atlanta, where, and I think I think it's uh, Luis Muriel, who is one of the most stunning examples of this, where if you look at his stats anywhere else, they are, like, pedestrian. But if you went, you know, if you went on like football reference page or something, I that like the scouting, the, you know, the scouting reference box it has for him, he's in like the ninety percentile for everything, where it's like goals, assists, like xG, everything, and it makes him seem like an extraordinary player. Go anywhere else, you know, when he was in when he was in Spain or all these other places, and it's seven goals a season or something. So I don't want to say like, you know, it collects one of my system players. I don't think that's the right way to look at it. But I feel like it's it's that. They play in such a system that amplifies their skills, which is which is what that's what good coaching is. You know, I don't think that makes them bad players, but I do feel like it's a kind of situation where some players go elsewhere. They have to adapt to a new environment, and it's not as easy because 
you know, deft, you know, sometimes you're putting you're putting a square peg in a in a round, you know, in a round hole. Essentially. So I guess I guess another situation like that would be how would be how the situation is so different for Sancho at United now, where nothing he really does seems to work, as opposed to how 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 crucial and how how like how structured it was with him at Dortmund. So I guess I guess that I guess that would be why I feel like uh, for the Atalanta players generally. Yeah, I was going to mention that too, okay, okay. the lots of players that have left Dortmund and they were not so good. Like Kagawa, like um, Nuri Sahin, you know. So, I mean, yes. it seems like uh, sort of their pattern of the way they perhaps train their players amplifies their, their abilities and all that. Unlike, you know, they, 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 they sort of play, play more as a team. So if if a particular player is not there, it doesn't change how they play. If it doesn't really change, even the results don't really change, really. Because, I mean, Dortmund are second right now. Without yeah, they sold for, what, 70 million pounds? You know, who was also a crucial player. So that doesn't happen to everything in Europe. So I think you, you're right about that, yeah. Is it? Do you, do, you think, do you think? Do you think it's like a team thing, or it's like the leagues that they're playing in? In terms of like, if, if you mention somebody like Norisa, he was playing in the Bundesliga with uh, Dortmund. That's a it's a pretty slow league. I mean, you've even seen it. I mean, most recently with Sancho, it's a slow league, so he's able to, yeah, just do his thing pretty much. But when it comes to, I mean, Sahin, when he came to Liverpool and, and stuff like that, like or, or Sancho at uh, United, like he's way faster. So maybe it's not like the team. Maybe it's just the league. Well, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, of, of course, the, the league will also be a factor because some leagues are more tactical, some are more physical. Um, but in the case of Atlanta, I'll use another example. Uh, this, uh, this player, Van der Roon, mm. okay. yeah. was at Middlesbrough at the point, and he was, he was quite ordinary. And Atlanta looks real good. Looks <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I get your point too. That I mean, the league could also be a factor. I think when you're good, you're good. You get uh, Mohamed Salah left England, went to Italy, blossomed, came back to England, and you know, he blew up. So, I mean, and the and the, and the, the city was slower than, than the Premiership, but it didn't matter really. So, if the talent. Yeah, but it didn't matter really in the, in the oh, case of okay. that's what I'm saying. Like, it didn't matter that the league was more physical and faster. He actually got better with proper coaching, you know, with a coach playing a style that suits it. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think, of course, the league would be a factor. I get your point. But if you have a good coach, a perfect system, it won't, it won't really matter. Just another thing on a situation with, uh, with like, Sancho's situation. Where Sancho at Dortmund played up with them, Hakimi backing up behind, which you know, like allow, allows for like an overlap tapping every single time. Mm-hmm. Whereas on the right wing now, he has Juan Bissaka. <laughs> like we know what his ability is going forward. Yeah, from Hakimi to Juan Bissaka. Can I also add? Can I also add that? Do you think just the last this thing before we go to other? You know, games, um, all of these things. Do you think that um, 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 clubs are having buyer's remorse for Erling Haaland? 
in terms of Dortmund players moving outside of Dortmund and not and not doing the business, and then you putting all your eggs in one basket. That Alan is it, is supposed to be a transgenerational player, and you know once you have him, you're not going to sign a striker to be your number nine nine like that. It's going to be the support for the next five six ten years. Do you think that clubs are looking at that as well? Remember that these guys all have all these parts of all these players all for the last 10, 15 years. Do you think it's, it's part of the factors that people are not so keen on bringing out the money for Alan? Wait, I don't, I don't understand you. We're not keen to bring out the money for Alan. Could you? <laughs> Trust me. Last summer, Chelsea was willing to pay 120 million pounds. Well, well, no, no, don't refuse, but there's a clause which is 70 million, which will come to effect this summer. So, don't want to lose him and, and Sancho the same summer. I think that's what, that was the main factor. But I don't, I don't understand. You're saying clubs are willing to pay money for Alan. Look, even if Alan's list was... Whatever stories we're hearing about how from this season it drops to whatever amount they are saying it drops to. It's, it's See, the truth. All right, all right. I'm not saying that it's, it's a lie, but somebody should be able to take the bull by the horn and say, you know what? I'm not going to wait for all the other clubs join this video or I'm going to go right in and... I just give an example. I think Chelsea. I think, I think, you know, I, I don't think clubs, I don't think clubs, I don't think they are or, or will be, you know, scared of, scared of like, um, scared of going in and paying the money for him. I think right now, this, I think the situation right now isn't, isn't money more so. I think Dortmund and his agents are dictating the situation because, you know, like, you know, I get the whole thing, you know, them Dortmund players not doing well, some Bundesliga players going out not doing well. There's a really good track record of Dortmund, of like, not Dortmund, um, Bundesliga attackers leaving and going on to better things. Like, Jekyll, Jekyll everywhere he went was great. Like, um, Son, Son has been lighting up the Premier League for years. Like, even for me, you know, like, there's a record of, a track record of these players doing well. And I don't think there's anything that we've seen that suggests that Haaland is not the same. Like, he was doing this at Salzburg, done this in the Champions League. Like, I... I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any reason why we would suddenly look at this. I don't think this is a Yobi situation. Essentially, I don't, I don't see any reason why we'd look at this and like you know look for the fool's gold. You know? Okay, okay. So now let's let's sorry. Um, we, we we you know we've talked about Arsenal losing. That was the shock of the competition. Nothing really to talk about with Arsenal. Um, transfer news updates. All these are things to talk about. Okay, so we we all we all know um Coutinho to Arsenal Villa was a, some something in the range of thirty to forty million. Uh, yeah, it goes back to um Steven Gerrard, old team of his. Uh, Piantec on loan to Fiorentina. Um, Trippier to Newcastle. We all know Icone to Fiorentina. I missed on that one. I didn't I didn't see when that happened. Happened a couple couple of weeks ago actually. And uh, Ferran Torres to Barca, who they can now register because they somehow gave him TTA contract and uh, celebrated that on their Twitter page. I was, yeah, that was, that. That was I, I had no idea what. <laughs> I, had no idea. 
shout out to most of the fans because they were like the quotes were like three thousand to like um eight hundred retweets. So yeah, but um the really big one for me was uh Insigne to Toronto, as I mentioned earlier. Like uh like Napoli Napoli didn't want to ex- not didn't want to extend his contract. They offered him a pay cut essentially, which he didn't take, and he's taken an offer from Toronto FC in the MLS around around $15 million a season. That's, that's the number that's being quoted by ESP and so on. So it's a you know, really, really big statement of intent, I think. And it does make me wonder a little bit what, this, what the like, financial situation is for a couple of these European clubs, you know? Hmm. All right. Yeah. Okay, why? You'll take Is there one here? Yeah, okay, let's cool. go. Are you here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, your take on the transfer news. Which of the transfers moved the needle for anything that has happened so far? Which of the transfers were? Moved the needle for anything, like from the teams, um, from the transfers that Molisa mentioned. Which of them do you think moved the needle? I mean, like, they haven't lost. That's what I mean. Maybe Coutinho for for Aston Villa, maybe. Like that. That's 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 an interesting deal for them. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't think like every a, any deal has been done yet. That um, you know, it's like it's like revolutionary. You know, it's still the beginning of the window. But I would say, like, if if any team that Vlahovic moves to. Whether it's Spurs or Arsenal or Juventus, <laughs> that should be interested. Like deal for the for the club. Yeah. I will say okay. on uh okay. just quickly, I will say on, I will say on Fiorentina. I, I I don't know what smoke signals it sends that they signed Ikone and uh and Piotek to especially Piotek because his numbers in, in uh you know in Germany were really, really bad. His performances weren't really good. And uh I don't know. I think it does where, look like they will. Where the Piatek news has been debunked, actually. There's no smoke what? without factor. Piatek is not done yet. Not done? How do you mean? Like, uh, he's, he's, yeah, it's not done. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, it's done yet. And then, uh, Fiorentina have a new owner that is quite wealthy. So, they've got a lot of money to throw around right now. I get you. I mean, assigning Piatek, Ikone, and then... Is they, they might they might still valid. It could also mean they're yeah. trying to push to the Champions League. The money that's being quoted is way too much though. Like it's fifty-eight million and like three hundred thousand pounds a week. Some for Valvic. Yeah, pre-tax. It's insane. Oh, they lost they lost four new yesterday, so not not a great start to uh you know. <laughs> no, it's, just, it's wild. It's a wild amount. The Torino. Wow. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay, um, um, <laughs> can give us the upcoming updates, please. Uh, yeah, so I mean, mentioned this like at the, be- at the beginning, like uh, uh, Cameroon played against Burkina Faso, that was a 2 1 win for them after they had gone behind, uh, initially to uh, to uh, Burkina Faso, uh, corner kick, and then they came back with, with two uh, quick fire 
like penalties with some four tackles in the box. That was good. That was a good like start for them. Uh, Ethiopia lost to Cape Verde. That was the second and only game of yesterday as well. And then today there's been um yeah Morocco against Ghana. Uh, Morocco won. Um, yeah, a good win for them. Uh, Senegal. No, I'm uh, sorry. At the beginning of the day, there was at two o'clock around the time there was Senegal against uh, Zimbabwe. They won that game. Uh, Sadio Mane penalty in the 97th minutes or something like that. That was a good win wow. for them. Uh, Guinea against Malawi. Uh, Guinea won as well. Um, I don't know the player that scored, but they, they beat they beat Malawi. And then there was the Morocco Ghana game. I mean, it's some guy, man. It's uh, something Sila. I need yeah, like, like, I like, Why do we have Why do we have Why do we I just that, feel like 16 is a little too few. What? It's a little too few. I, just, I feel like it's a little bit too few, you know. Well, it's I not think it raises, I think it raises the standard. The quality of the teams that get to play are real quality teams. That's what, yeah. what I, I feel. It is 16. That's my own thinking. Yeah. Seriously, where are we watching In the continent, yeah. Why are we watching Kuboros? No hard feelings. They don't have a super team right now. They don't have a Yeah, but it, it can't be 16 yeah, teams when they're like 50 plus countries in Africa. Of course, it yeah, can. That's a whole idea. It's not. I'm going to the World Cup 5 in Africa. I don't know if it's five. So that should tell you the quality is the blood and in Europe where you are like. Testing you know, of 14 teams qualifying. So in Europe, it's not 24. While in Africa, 16. Okay, look at Ghana today. Now, Ghana goes to Morocco. Because the quality is so good. My finish third and still qualified. You know, Comoros could play two draws, three draws, and make it a round. I mean, come on. I'm not I'm seriously. I'm not about to go to the stadium to watch Comoros. International value in Comoros to the 2014 uh, tournament. Inclusivity. My point, from the financial point of view, apart from maybe more TV, but people are not going to buy tickets to watch Comoros anyway. You get people are not going to. But but I mean, without without the, this African coordination. How many people will even know of Comoros? Like, I, I feel like it helps them a little bit. Okay, so because, okay, so you think it's cool, for example, to make it to World Cup because you know that. Yeah, but this is not the World Cup, right? this is Africa Cup of Nations. For example, it, 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 it's the same logic, really. The same reason I don't really like the idea of foreseeing. Because, okay, Samoa makes a World Cup, everybody knows. I, I guess Europe is for teams. You know, what is the financial value of Comoros at that? 
it's almost zero. How many fans from Comoros are traveling to Cameroon? How many people are going to tune in to watch Comoros? Who are they playing from? Gabon, right? Comoros is playing Gabon, yes. Yeah, watching that game. Just had a goal. So what? It's not, you don't have to call everything to do in Europe. You don't have to. Anyway, that's not the topic. I just, I just have to mention it. All right, let's 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 not let's let's not down tomorrow for tomorrow's listeners. Hopefully, you will not feel so bad. Tomorrow's listeners. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ola Um, thank you for your time in this discussion with football. We're going to move to other sports. Um, let's start with NBA. Um. Guys, AY, Olisa, do you think um, this year's winner in the NBA will, will, will come around because, okay, yeah, that team had the least uh, positive coronavirus cases. Survival of the fittest. Who is fittest at the right time? Maybe uh, coaching and anything. Do you think it's more going to be about COVID protocols and all those things? COVID in the title. Okay, you know the you know the thing right now? Almost every team going through this COVID phase. You get the books have gone through that have women that are gonna win anyway. Uh the Warriors haven't and all that. But you know, obviously once you have COVID you have this immunity for the next month. So once you go to phase now, yeah so guys are gonna be available for the so, mm-hmm. um, should get infected, but it makes sense from some point of view. <laughs> yeah. Now, isolate and then have the minutes anyway. So, I mean, yeah, so. I'm not being like a conspiracy theorist, but I do feel like the NBA, especially closer to the playoffs, they might relax a lot of rules. Because it's more than just getting COVID. You know, it's, there's also like um, coming into contact with someone who ended up testing positive. I feel like rules like that, they might just relax in the end. Because, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't help anybody if something like, I don't know, someone sneezes next to LeBron, now he, ha- now he has to miss game six for no reason, you know? I feel like those kind of rules, <laughs> they might relax. There's also things where, you know, like every city has their own like COVID laws and so on. So something like how Kyrie, Kyrie can't play at home. The biggest one, I think, yeah. is like, you can't enter Toronto if you're not vaccinated. You can't enter. You know? Yeah, so yeah. That kind of, so that, that kind of thing means, yeah, like, I, mean, I think most recently, when I checked last time, um, the 2-7 matchup was actually Toronto, Toronto the Nets. That means Kyrie can't play that series. Mm-hmm. So I do, I do think things like that, things like that will come up. And it would... I don't know. It, it might make an it might make a really interesting, really interesting playoff matchup in some cases. I don't think I can play um, in San Francisco. I think no. You can't so even, yeah. So even if that's even my game, the Warriors against him is out. Yeah. So I mean, it's a big game. Um, sorry, um, guys. Do we think that? Um... Um, Adam Silva has done a very good job in the last three, four seasons, especially with this pandemic. Uh, what if you want to grade him? What, what over ten rate Adam Silva in the way he's handled this issue? 
I don't want to hear that he could have had Tylu or Caruso or anything. He put this team together. He signed off of Russell Westbrook. He signed off of his his twenty or twenty five year friendship of um, Carmelo, who has played quite well. He signed off of all the pieces. He signed off of getting Russell Westbrook. You know, so I've been disappointed with those those guys, and I blame him for being yeah, a terrible GM for this particular situation. Oh, well, I mean, I, you know, that's the problem. The Ross, well, everybody says, and then it is not the GM. But the fact is, in training for me, not training for us, without the most. I mean, I get that, you know, yeah, I could have, could have, could have, from Frank perhaps it was on my point. But, yeah, of course, it's good. Like, so, the team was that way. to what's happening with Djokovic with this Australian Open just enlighten enlighten us I think yeah from there I, I think about to Australia foreigner so he got an These are, you know, government agencies. It's not, it's not as strong as we are. We have over here, where mm-hmm. the governor also said, but it doesn't work that way in countries like that. So, if you don't meet the regional requirement, the dollar, you know, different regions, the US. I mean, same way mm-hmm. talking about how Kyrie can play. In New York, Francisco, and Toronto, they can play in say, Chicago. So, because uh, I think if it's denied or cancelled or whatever, so it was, it was, uh, the end, uh, it stayed around to appeal. One day, appeal okay. the um, I, I, from what I read, they still need to be uh, uh, the federal, the federal government needs to put it. So it's not this way yet. But uh, with the people involved, I think I think you will have to play. But all this is gonna affect at four days of training now. Catch up with those very great players. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. 
Oh, I, I thought Nadal played the tournament last week. Yeah, he he's 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 he reached out and said that he probably will not be fit enough for that intensity of you know a major. Oh, okay. You know, mm. you know Nadal. Nadal me, I always feel Nadal is actually the greatest player of all time because Nadal does not have how would I put it? His body cannot carry professional tennis. His body has broken down so many times. And he has 20 grand slams. 13, <laughs> oh, 13, uh, 13, yeah, 13 French Open. So. Uh, I don't think that is the greatest. I'll say the most. He's the most. Because he has that. Like now, he's actually trained a lot. I see that, you know, apart from the talent, he, he like, did very well. I think the best has got I mean, really no, Djokovic is, is yeah. Djokovic, Federer, all of them are, you know. Yeah. Federer I mean, is a professional statement. It's not a yeah, not a yeah, yeah. Yeah, because not frequency. Just, Basically, yeah. So. All right. Oh, okay. So we we've come to the end of this uh, recording. We've come to the end of this ep- episode. Um, Ay, thank you very much for your time, for taking your time out to talk to us, to talk with us. Alisa, thank you as well. Um, this is Between the Lines. I remain your host, IBK Gokon. Check us on all podcast platforms. Thank you very much. Till next episode. Bye.